Hello and welcome to Unapologetic with me, Robin McNeil, identity coach and mentor for coaches. This is the podcast for the entrepreneurs with the complex mind as we pick apart the intricacies of running a successful business. Enjoy conversations with incredible guests from around the world. And of course, you'll get to hear my inner bitch firsthand as I dive headfirst into the topics we often shy away from. Ready to be unapologetic? Let's go. When we start to kind of deconstruct it and not look at just exclusively, hey, I'm going to show up on stories and be on Instagram and be visible. Now we have so many other alternatives, so many other marketing channels that we can leverage. Now we get to leverage email marketing more confidently and we get to believe and trust that that is visibility. We get to now leverage, let's say, podcasting. We get to leverage speaking gigs and guest trainings and doing all these different creative collaborations with people that are getting us in front of the right audiences, but in different ways. Today, we're talking with Steph Wharton. Steph is a quirky Latina known as the queen of leadership and visibility. She thrives on breaking the rules and prioritizing fun in life and in business. Steph specializes in helping folks build confidence, become the go-to leader, and expand their visibility and impact beyond social media without being glued to their phone. Steph, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Why don't you tell our listeners what your pronouns are and what you do? Sounds good. So I'm Steph, she, her, and I'm a leadership and visibility coach. Basically, I love working with people that are here to create impact, to break the rules, to do things differently, and to become more visible so that they can spread their brand, their mission, their impact, and work with people that are really aligned. Ooh, we're all about breaking the rules here. (laughs) And so like, I think we're just going to get right into it because I think this is just such a fascinating thing that you're doing, but you're breaking the rules, I feel like in a big way or potentially breaking it in a big way um, by possibly moving off of Instagram. Tell us more. Yeah, it's kind of daunting, honestly. It's this whole concept, this idea that I've been playing around with my mind for a couple of months now. And I keep going back and forth on it a little bit. And there's so many reasons to do it. But I'm sure we'll dive into it a little bit later. But part of me, the one that gets super like generator excited vibes, and it's like has so much to share. It's like the thought leader within me that's like, oh, let's riff on this. Let's riff on that. That perversion of me keeps hopping back onto Instagram and keeps going, oh, this is fun. And then the other part of me that wants to break the rules goes, why do we even need social media? Like it can be such a, um, a, a platform where there's so much noise and so much comparison and just so many things going on so why don't we choose other ways of doing things that maybe feel more aligned feel more fun so yeah it's this concept that I'm kind of playing around with making pros and cons lists and just kind of trying to follow my gut with what feels like the right next move for me honestly Mm, that honestly like everything you just said is like yes I love Instagram (laughs) sometimes for the community and it's fun and it's it's actually a really easy platform to just go and create on but it's when you do all of the absorption of what's on there that it can become quite heavy and daunting. And I know like I have a lot of clients that are really frustrated with that process and with Instagram itself. And they keep asking me, how do, how am I going to get off here? How do I move away? So I'd love to ask like, what, what would be another option for you? 
There's a lot of things. I think the first thing that I like to like clarify is a lot of people feel pressure to show up on social media because there's a lot of talk online, especially within the last couple of years around becoming visible, right? You have to show up, you have to do the work. There's a lot of rules there and a lot of shoulds, but the underlying premise makes sense. And that's why we all um, understandably subscribe to those kind of rules because it's like, well, we have to show up, we have to serve, right? Like we want to even, we want to be able to to support our communities so a platform that it is so easy to do and that it's so uh, video focused especially now it makes sense however what i'm going to say is when it comes to visibility when it comes to showing up it's not always just about video like i know that that's one of the things that tends to hold so many people back because there's either a lack of confidence or the comparison sets in and all there's so many reasons or even excuses as to why we don't do it <laughs> but that's just, I get that that's people seeing your face and that's why our brains go, oh, that's visibility. But no, visibility, the way that I like to explain it to my community, my clients, it's more about people being able to quote unquote, see your brand. So, and I'm not talking about seeing, okay, now your graphics, like it's just the fact that they're being exposed to your brand, to your thoughts, the different perspectives, the uh, perspectives that you have, uh, the mission, the impact you want to create. So if people are reading about what you have to say, that's visibility. If people are hearing your voice, that's visibility. If they're seeing your face, sure, that is also visibility. But when we start to kind of deconstruct it and not look at just exclusively, hey, I'm going to show up on stories and be on Instagram and be visible. Now we have so many other alternatives, so many other marketing channels that we can leverage. Now we get to leverage email marketing more confidently and we get to believe and trust that that is visibility. We get to now leverage, let's say, podcasting. We get to leverage speaking gigs and guest trainings and doing all these different creative collaborations with people that are getting us in front of the right audiences but in different ways so now we're flexible and we get to find ways that actually feel good to us which is a lot more empowering and a lot like easier to do honestly oh I love what you said there about um just believing that okay if I'm if I'm sticking to email that that is visibility and we're good yes because I because I really think that what you said is is a total block it feels like visibility means seeing me like seeing me as a person. Um, but you're right. It's not, it's, it's your whole brand and your thoughts and, and every single piece of you that is put out there can be visible. And it's just believing it's like switching, like just in that moment, you said that I was like, Oh, <laughs> flipped that switch in my brain. <laughs> exactly. When you're able to do that switch, honestly, you're welcoming a lot more ease because you're no longer experiencing that resistance that was holding you back from either showing up on video or doing the Instagram lives or whatever thing was making you a little bit nervous and holding you back from really like leveraging your voice and sharing what it is that you believe in. Um, that barrier is no longer there. So it's like, oh, okay. Now I get to make it a little simpler. I get to have fun. I get to just like follow this like different, maybe unique or maybe well-traveled process that I just didn't allow myself to follow because I thought maybe I needed a stronger reputation to do that. And it's like, no, 
you get to do it in whichever way you want to. If you want to use ads, like I know a lot of people don't like ads, but like that's also visibility. You're getting your brand and your mm-hmm. message in front of new people. So really what you're crafting, it's that brand, it's that perception that people will have of you where they think of whether it's your area of expertise or they think of you as a person, as a leader, as the expert, and they're starting to form their own ideas and perceptions as to who you are and what you're all about, which starts to build that recognition, right? Starts to build that quote unquote visibility in their mind where they think of you every time they think of their problems or their dream life or their whatever. So as we have that connection, we're getting the results that we want from visibility anyway. And again, it doesn't matter on the actual medium. Mm, That's gold right there. Gold. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to die after they listen to this podcast because they're like, it's going to be so much relief. Um, Now, okay. So as, as you were going through that though, the question that comes up and it's really, you know, from my clients is they're getting that brand recognition on Instagram and they're afraid of the longevity and the time that it's going to take to build that brand recognition in another way. Yeah. What are your Um, thoughts? That's definitely valid. What I love to look at is, so when getting started, when trying to like figure out, okay, how do I want to diversify my marketing? I actually have like a rule of three that I like to kind of like at least kick off from. So really the rule of three covers the fact and the concept that you get to choose three different ways to become visible. So the first gets to be a social media platform. So it's all about connection and relationship building. So if you're doing that on Instagram, amazing. You have that already, right? The second one is something that you have more control over. So that's exactly what you're speaking to. So we're talking about email marketing. We're talking about podcasting, maybe like YouTube. I know some of those are still external platforms, but the content itself could be even blogging. It has a much longer shelf life. And at least when it comes to podcasting, email and blogging, you control that content. You have it all saved. You have it all. You can repurpose it in any way you want. The third one, the last one is uh, my visibility framework, which is essentially collaboration, strategic partnerships and speaking gigs. So leveraging other people's audiences in order to spread your message. So when you do that, you are covering all the bases. You are covering um, social media and relationships. You're covering uh, content that you have more control over and you're covering uh, collaboration and getting in front of other audiences and essentially doing all those things that could be considered like PR, let's say. So when you do that, you still get to utilize your main marketing platform. So if that for you is social media or your clients where they have that reputation, you get to use that as like a repurposing slash like redirecting um, platform. So you interconnect every single thing that you're doing. So it's not, hey, I'm starting email from scratch. I'm starting blogging from scratch. It's now I have a much more powerful slash way that I'm really excited to show up and to share my uh, my knowledge and my thoughts and everything. And now I can just repurpose that on social media. So you're starting to build awareness around, let's say you're blogging and people will notice, people will feed off of your excitement because you're going to so start showing up in a completely different way because of how uh, lit up and aligned this other method is. And as people start being redirected, maybe it will take a little while and that's okay, right? We'll have to go through the motions, but it's not like all of a sudden sudden you are starting from scratch and you're ditching your community your existing community which I mean you can do that could be an entirely different conversation I have a client who started a new Instagram account from scratch and they're killing it they're booking out their entire year like in advance so 
that's possible. There's a lot of work that you got to do for that, like inner work, but that could be an entire different conversation, right? So essentially you get to leverage what you already have, you get to repurpose and you get to lean into what is exciting you more. That I, oh. <laughs> I'm thinking about my client here um, who is is really like she's in this moment right now where she wants to start blogging actually. Mm. And her biggest fear is like, well, blogging takes a really long time. And of course, like, yeah, it can for natural organic traffic. But as you're saying that, what I'm hearing is they're probably also like when you're doing this cross pollination of your audiences, you're probably pulling the most like hot leads out of your mm -hmm. current audience into this new platform and new way, just like your client who started this new Instagram account. And it makes you wonder if this is actually a key to growth and key to, um, I guess more like churning your audience mm -hmm. is to introduce something new to really pull out the people who are invested in you. Yes. I actually, you, I had this like big, like light bulb slash, like remembered something as you were talking and got like full body goosebumps. Um, so think about every single time you create a new lead magnet you're starting from scratch. Only some people are going to sign up, but those are going to be, like you said, the hottest leads, the people that are the most like loyal followers, the people that are super invested and interested in what you have to say. Uh, the same way you might create a close friends list on Instagram, right? You're segmenting your audience and the right people will follow. So this gets to be just another version of that. It gets to be a different way for you to nurture and connect with your I don't know if we want to call them this, but like your VIP people, the people that are yeah. just like your closest and uh, most loyal people. So now, even if you want to, because they're the most loyal people and the people that are the most invested in what you have to say, and they likely are the people that are going to work with you the soonest. Now you get to give them an extra level of value, let's say right? Like you give them a more in-depth behind the scenes look, you get them what they really want. So now people that either have joined or are thinking of joining, let's say your email list or reading your blogs, they're going to have an additional incentive to go ahead and do so because they know you take care of your people that subscribe to that. Mm. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So basically what I'm hearing is go for it go for yes. it. Do the next thing. Don't wait. It'll pay off and pay off. It sounds like fairly quickly for most people who do it. It really is. Yeah. Um, I feel like you can choose to do almost anything. If you have that like nagging slash little like nudge feeling in your gut, there's like your intuition is just telling you like, you're meant to do this, but you're scared. You get to do it scared, right? Mm -hmm. You get to do the inner work. You get to go through the motions, but really when you start breaking the rules, when you release, um, any expectations or any pressure that you're putting on yourself because you were trying to fit yourself into a box and you're trying to do things the same way that everybody else is doing because they're being successful. That release of pressure allows so much more of like your inner like power and brilliance to shine through because you're no longer subscribing to the rules. You're no longer thinking that you're not good enough because you're comparing yourself to every single other person. You're finally owning what's within yourself, right? Like just the fact that you are enough and you are amazing. 
And that shines through this new medium. So yes, it, I'm not going to say it's going to happen overnight, but it happens so much quicker because you're just following your gut. You're doing what you're meant to be doing. And people notice that even on a subconscious level, like, oh, wow, like that hit different, right? Like that blog post was like really damn um, passionate and like valuable and like such a cool perspective. I haven't seen them share on socials because you're trying to stick to uh, the traditional way of marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bit of a turn here, but mm-hmm. I know like this is a question that's gonna come up for people as they're listening to this. It's like, okay, but visibility sounds like a whole lot of work. And I know you've built your entire brand about balance and and not overdoing it. So I'd love you to share that with us and share why you can have visibility and still have balance in your life. Yeah. Um, it's a really good question because that's actually the th- one of the main things that keeps me on the fence about whether I want to release more of my use on social media. And the initial thought when I was thinking about moving my main marketing platform away from social media, it had to do with sustainability. It had to do with the fact that I was on vacation. Um, We were taking like two and a half weeks off. We had family over. I was only showing up anywhere between like 15 minutes to like maybe an hour each morning um, before we went off and like did some wine tastings and like showed our family around. And I was like, I like this, like this feels sustainable. I'm prioritizing my own life. I'm going out. I'm even like, I had started um, salsa dancing and bachata dancing a couple months ago. So I was doing more of that. And I'm like, damn, like my life's amazing right now. Can we maintain this? So that was kind of like the trigger that I was like, you know what? Maybe I can release some of this pressure to show up on socials and come up with a more sustainable slash leverage the more sustainable ways that I have to market myself and to show up and be visible. So here's the thing. Here's the kind of like irony. When you release the pressure, when you make that decision that you no longer have to show up, but you don't longer have to do the thing, you end up creating so much space for yourself that you end up becoming so inspired, especially if you're doing something that you're deeply, like you're meant to be doing, right? Like you're so passionate. Like this is just your calling when it comes to your business, you end up having so many ideas that every time, um, my experience right now, every time that I step back and step away from social media, a day or two later, I have so many ideas that I show up more. But it's not showing up more in terms of like more time. It's just, I show up more often, but it only takes a couple minutes because the thoughts, the downloads, they just go bam, bam, bam. And that's it. And the content is out. And I feel so good about it. And so freaking confident that I don't second guess it. And now I'm not spending extra time on social media, scrolling, uh, rereading my stuff, checking the insights and making sure people are watching and commenting and all that stuff. So all that time that we were wasting, all the time that we were consuming other people's content just because we felt bad about it and we wanted to try and figure out how they're doing it so we can fix our stuff, we knocked that out the window, right? Like it's gone. So that's the irony. It's like in trying to show up less, you can actually show up more, but more intentionally and more sustainably. So it all goes away. It's almost like it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, you know, it's so funny you say this because I've seen this so many times, both with myself and my clients, when you give them the permission to just be like, oh, okay, you can step away. And they step away and then all of a sudden they're showing up more and more powerfully with more energy and they've got all these ideas and downloads exactly like you said. And it, it's it's actually really incredible to watch. And it makes you just wonder if, if you know, that 
it is really like the only thing we have to do is just give us ourselves permission to just do what we want and be intuitive with showing up and not showing up. And actually on that, do you schedule any of your content or do you just put it out as it comes? That's actually such a timely question because I typically, I always just go with an inspired riff. So I won't schedule anything ahead of time. Um, I used to do it a couple of years ago. I would content batch, let's say like a week at a time so I could have everything scheduled. But honestly, I was putting so much pressure on myself to have all the graphics be perfectly laid out. And I wanted the perfectly curated grid and all that stuff. Um, But it's fine. It worked for that uh, season in life and business. So right now I do inspired. And literally last month, I had this, what I felt at the time was super freaking brilliant plan to map out all my content for my upcoming launch. And I was like, you know what? It's going to be so easy. I'm going to have emails ready to go. I'm going to have my social media posts. I'm going to even have some reels. Like we're going to have two months worth of content ready to go. Even if it's not every day, even if it's just like two pieces of content a week, and then I can just fill in with inspired riffs as I go. Right. Um, and that kind of like crashed and burned really, really freaking quick because what I didn't realize is that I was inadvertently putting so much pressure on myself to, in the span of like a week or two, create two months worth of content. And for me, that felt stiff. It felt like too much pressure, too many, like the expectation was just too high for myself to perform in this way that I end up uh, going through like this massive like anxious spiral where I was almost like genuinely believing that my launch was going to fail, even though the launch hadn't even started. And when I realized that I was like, oh no, I'm like, Steph, I'm like, you like screwed up like royally. Like, what are you doing? Um, so I did like five hours of coaching. I leaned on my coach. I leaned on my peers. I journaled for five hours. And after that, I was like, that's the problem. I'm trying to content batch. And it's not to say content batching is bad. Like I know so many people that thrive from that. But for me, it was putting myself in a box. It was putting too much pressure. And as soon as I released that, literally the next week had the most confident week ever. And I started creating, like we were just talking about so many pieces of content. So no, I personally have recently (laughs) re-decided to just go with the flow. I love that. I'm also a go with the flow person. And some weeks like this week is a slow content week because I'm busy with clients. I'm not feeling inspired, Mm -hmm. but I love that you gave yourself that permission and that you shared that story around launching because I think too, like that is something that people get really caught up with of, I need to have my content planned out. And for some people that works, if they don't plan it out, they will go into a massive spirally mess. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. for others, like it's, it's really important for you to just do what makes sense for you because that's the energy that you're going to bring into that launch and that promotion and that's what the people are going to feel and when you're like you were saying before when you're inspired it automatically will just magnetize people to you and then they're going to want to buy Exactly. I think it's just about figuring out what it is that you need. If you need the content batching, awesome. If you need the inspired uh, riffs, then awesome as well. But then if it's not working, then figure out 
on top of that or before that, what is it that you need in order to be able to allow yourself to be inspired? Do you need to literally schedule going on a daily walk and being unplugged and listening to like nature and like getting some fresh air in order to be inspired and to just get out of your own head? Then part of like your launch plan is going to be to schedule that, that just white space on your calendar to go for the walk, to take the bubble bath, to even watch Netflix if that works for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I do. Like part of the, one of the biggest parts of my launch plan is to just create that space to do some kind of like vibey morning routine where I just do the inner work, watch some Netflix, whatever, and then just block off time to just be inspired. And it's like, and if it comes, it comes, if it doesn't, it doesn't, but at least I'm setting myself up for success as opposed to just assuming the ideas are going to come and then just blocking my calendar with like client work. And then by the end of the day, you're so burnt out and so exhausted that there's just no room left for content that's not going to work either. So yeah, it's about finding exactly the recipe that works for Mm. you. So I find like for myself, I'm not a schedule it, sit down and plan it. I I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I (laughs) will go plan to take a shower because I get the most inspired ideas when I'm in the shower. So I'm curious, like, what is your thing? What is that thing that you're like, every time you go and do that thing, you get inspired. It's funny because uh, when was this? Maybe over the summer, I'm thinking that was it. It hasn't happened in a very long time, but I would literally get in the shower. And what I should have done is I should have bought one of those um, little like waterproof whiteboards that you Mm -hmm. can have in the shower so you can write the ideas because I'd be in the shower. I'd have all these downloads. I'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I would come out of the shower. Sometimes I would remember, sometimes I wouldn't. Um, So I love that that's exactly like your thing. For me, usually it's actually journaling. So I like to, I don't do this every single day, but the way that I sometimes like to start my journaling is by pulling an Oracle card. So I'll do like a reading for myself. And then based on that, I'll do some journaling. And what I love about these Oracle cards is that they really bring out, um, your like truest self, like your what you're meant to be doing in that moment. So you can ask a question or just set an intention for the day. But nine times out of 10, that always sparks an idea because they're so... <sighs> it really allows you to give yourself permission to do whatever it is that you want to do and not to follow the rules. So just follow what you are meant to do in this world uh, through your business, through your offers. So that's something that I resonate with very deeply. So through that, as I'm journaling, I always come up with some other uh, riff or message that then I want to share with my community. So that tends to work. I feel like that's probably one of the most natural, quote unquote, ways that I have been becoming inspired with lately. That last little bit that you said there about I, you know, I find something that I want to share with my community. I feel like that's so important. I think a lot of times people want to create to have that conversion. Like if I create and I sell and then someone will come work with me instead of what can I create that creates a massive impact on my community, even if it's just one person like this is a message I have to put out here for one person to hear today. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, it's such a natural um, thought for all of us to slip into. 
because mm-hmm. it's just it's marketing we do it daily so it's inevitable for us to associate the fact that marketing helps us reach our goal and our goal might be to sign a new client so then it's like okay what can I then create for my marketing what can I say through my messaging in order to book a new client but yeah it should like really your marketing, your content creation should be about serving your community. Um, That's actually one of the, like the thoughts and the beliefs that I'm trying to like really instill into myself, especially when it comes to launching, because that's one of the most high pressure moments in which you tend to slip into, okay, how can I book another client? (laughs) So yeah, that's one of the beliefs I'm working on, like really, really uh, integrating, which is the entire concept around how can I just show up to have fun and to serve my community? And that's it. That has to be the priority, nothing else. And with that, we get to trust that it will work. People will resonate. They'll see some value. There'll be some shift in perspective that they have because of your content and that will undoubtedly sure lead to inquiries and sales but that doesn't have to be the focus Mm. in fact I think when you don't focus on it you probably get more inquiries and sales yes (laughs) literally when at least personally, I find that when I have the most fun and when I feel the most like silly, quirky and things are done even more imperfectly, I may just be sharing like a behind the scenes thing that happened or something that I struggled with. And it's not meant to be this super intentional piece of content. That's what you get the most, like either uh, DMs from like people being like, oh, that resonated or like, I'd mm-hmm. love to hear more, like share more, record a podcast episode about that. And I'm just like, what? Like that? Like that was me just being like, I don't know, silly, fun, whatever. Um, but it's true it's when there's really not even like a shred of intention rooted in trying to book a client (laughs) it's so funny how it happens that way I had this exact same thing happen right before Christmas I did a quick launch and it was just like you know what I feel like I just feel like serving some people in Voxer this week put Mm -hmm. out one email one story I don't even know if I did a post and I not only sold out the five spots, I actually had a six person be like, please, can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. But that's what happens, right? It was just like a moment of, mm, okay, I'm going to put this out here. I had fun with it. I had like four gifts in my email and just like said things and and I didn't care about it. I was like, eh, I'm going to put it out there. We'll see. And it was actually one of the, my most successful launches this year. That's amazing. I think what's also like really like a good takeaway from that is that, yeah, you just had this idea. It felt good. And we're not second guessing Mm -hmm. as opposed to if we're trying to force an offer, like we're just like, we think this is going to be good. This is going to be valuable. This is going to convert. Then what ends up happening is even if it's a good idea, we're not meant to create that. We're not meant to put that out into the world. So then we struggle either throughout the entire thing and it quote unquote fails or it still experiences some success. You know, we book a couple of clients, but it's still a struggle throughout the entire process. And a lot of times it's because of that. It's just, it wasn't meant to happen. Whereas what you just did before the holidays, it was just, it was simple. It was an idea. It was meant to be, you followed your gut and it's just like, yes, there was no overthinking. You just bam, bam, done. You got it out. And that's it. As opposed to trying to make it perfect and super intentional. Like we love intention but not when it comes from a hey we need to perfect this and like make it work yeah I find myself actually I'll get really inspired and I want to do it and I want to do it right now and then I hold back because I'm like oh but you know sales page we got to get the tech funnel and how am I you know and you get lost in all of those details and then before you know it 
you've lost the passion for the offer. And I had that, this is what happened to me more recently. It was, I wanted to put out a client experience offer and I still will, but I lost the passion because I was thinking too much about the behind the scenes details. Mm -hmm. I'm the same, always thinking about, yeah, the sales page and just all the super highly strategic bits and pieces that form part of the marketing and the launch process. Uh, But with this upcoming launch, like I don't need, I don't have a sales page. Uh, Is there going to be one? Maybe like technically my uh, hyper, like uh, not struggling perfectionist, but recovering perfectionist self is speaking to me in the back of my mind and saying, you need, don't forget to get the sales page up and running. So maybe it will happen if I have the time. And part of me feels like super liberated. And it's like, okay, there's no sales page. Cool. Like people can reach out or I can just share everything that would be on the sales page through my content. Like why does it have to be in this perfectly uh, designed and mapped out place that lives on forever? There's reasons, obviously, but does it really need to be there? Nah, you know what? If it's going to add pressure or keep you too busy so then you can't come up with the inspired content, then what's the point? So yeah, I I love that angle of things. It's like, you know what? Let's just take the imperfect action. Let's start dive in while the passion, the excitement is there as long as we're meant to be doing this thing. Um, And then the pieces will fall. And the ones that don't, that's okay. When we do it a second round or a third round, or maybe when we hire uh, support staff that can do that for us right we can enhance on this but it doesn't all need to be there right there and right now i love that so i mean you've been talking about this launch why don't you tell us more like what are you launching and when does it launch because i think this episode will probably release ahead of uh doors closing Oh, sounds good. Sure. So basically what I'm doing is I'm relaunching the whole damn vibe mastermind, which had its first round last year. We're still going through it. We're not done yet, but it was one of those programs that I just freaking like, I, I fell in love with it, honestly, because it represents everything that I believe in. And I haven't had all of that in one offer before, before it was all either micro offers and whatnot. Mm. So basically I'm just like, you know what, like this is meant to happen. Let's do it again. Maybe we'll run it even more than once a year, who knows, but it is essentially a long-term program for people that are ready to essentially become really freaking confident with their brand essence, like who they are at the core so they can break the rules, release a lot of that pressure and instead lead with self-trust so that they can be the brand, be that leader, be more visible and start living more in the moment. So instead of waiting for the next milestone, instead Mm. of waiting to make six figures, multiple six figures, or instead of like waiting until the launch is done, it's like, no, let's start living like our whole damn vibe lifestyle right freaking now. That, oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you don't join your mastermind, which I highly recommend you do, Steph is an incredible person, incredible coach. Um, that right there is a lesson that everybody should take. Do it in the now. Do not wait. Absolutely. I actually, because I believe that so strongly, I have this like informal uh, whole damn vibe movement that I just share about and talk about every Wednesday. And I'm like, what are you doing this week? Like, come on, make it happen. Like, what are you doing so that your business, but especially your life is a whole damn vibe. Like, are you going for the walk? Are you taking the shower and just listening to music? Are you uh, taking a new dance class or going out for dinner? Like, what are you doing while you're also running your amazing, like super awesome business? to actually enjoy your life so yeah even if you don't join the mastermind definitely at least challenge yourself to immerse yourself in your life and start to enjoy the journey essentially not just waiting forever 
So perfect. So then tell us, how can people find you and learn more about the whole damn vibe? Check me out on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm at Steph Wharton underscore. Doors open on February 1st and they'll be open for three weeks. So if you are interested in learning more about the mastermind, definitely reach out. I do not bite. Like I mentioned, there might not be a sales page, but I'll give you all the details that you need in order to make an empowered decision. And if not, at a minimum, you'll now be exposed to the whole damn vibe movement, which is life changing in itself. So yeah, I can't wait to chat with people on Instagram to get to know more of you. And thank you so much for hosting. This has been super vibey and super yeah. fun like I just want to talk for another half hour <laughs> we can totally do that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> thanks for coming thank you you've been listening to unapologetic if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and share it with others or leave a rating and review your reviews help more women to find this podcast so they too can be unapologetic in life and in business